The MarTech Podcast is a proud member of the I Hear Everything Podcast Network. Looking to launch or scale your podcast? I Hear Everything delivers podcast production, growth, and monetization solutions that transform your words into profit. Ready to give your brand a voice? Then visit IHearEverything.com. From advertising to software as a service to data. Across all of our programs and clients, we've seen a 55 to 65% open rate. Getting brands authentically integrated into content performs better than TV advertising. Typical lifespan of an article is about 24 to 36 hours. If we're reaching out to the right person with the right message and a clear call to action, then it's just a matter of timing. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast, a Ben J. Shap LLC production. In this podcast, you'll hear the stories of world-class marketers that use technology to drive business results and achieve career success. We'll unearth the real-world experiences of some of the brightest minds in the marketing and technology space so you can learn the tools, tips, and tricks they've learned along the way. Now here's the host of the MarTech Podcast, Benjamin Shapiro. Welcome to the MarTech Podcast. Today, we're going to discuss how B2B marketing has evolved this century. Joining us is Nelson Bruton, who is the president of Interchanges, which is a 19-year-old digital marketing agency that specializes in lead generation for B2B companies. Yesterday, Nelson and I talked about his two decades of B2B lead gen experience, and today we're going to talk about something that he mentioned that was a powerful ROI driver for B2B businesses, 24-7 chat. All right, on with the rest of my conversation with Nelson Bruton, president of Interchanges. Nelson, welcome back to the MarTech Podcast. Thank you, Ben. Got to be here again. Excited to continue our conversation. You know, we covered a lot of ground yesterday in reviewing what's happened essentially in the digital era for B2B businesses. Everything from, all right, I'm a person-to-person relationship-driven business and I need a digital presence, to now we're starting to create content, build audiences, and build digital relationships. One of the things you mentioned at the end of the episode that I thought was interesting was that B2B chat is a powerful ROI driver. Let's talk a little bit more about that. Why do you think chat matters for B2B businesses? Because it's all about relationship. What better place to engage your visitors in a conversation than while they're on your website doing their research? It's so logical, and yet very few B2B businesses are actually spending the time to staff a person to do chat. Talk to me about the dynamics of getting chat up and running. You know, I know that there's Drift and Intercom and Live Chat and Schmive Chat and Drive Chat. There's a million chat providers, and some of them are bots and some of them are people-driven. What's the way that this actually works? So ours is very unique. I'll start there. We provide our own chat platform. It's just as good as any of the other ones you mentioned. But what separates us is we provide the people behind the chat 24-7. So we have global call centers, hundreds of people where we staff the chat for our customers 24-7 in the B2B space. And so that really is what separates us. So there's two components here, right? There's the technology piece, which is people have to be able to have the conversation. I'm assuming that there's some marketing automation, you know, the little pop-up that says, hey, can I answer any questions? And the chat widget. There's also the concepts of bots versus people. Let's talk about where bots are useful before we get into where people are beneficial. Have you seen someone be successful using bots to start answering customer questions and driving ROI with B2B chat? 
Certainly. And the more intelligence you program into your bot, the better your bot will perform, obviously. However, what we found, and we've done human versus bot tests over the years in the B2B space, especially with a lot of our industrial customers, our industrial manufacturers, which is my predominant customer base, the humans beat the chatbots every time. Because people realize very, very quickly when they ask a question and they get the same response twice in a row from the chatbot. They realize, oh, I'm talking to a computer. It actually creates frustration in a lot of cases for that human visitor. And we've all experienced that. What's the best process? Is it, hey, you're talking to an automated system and upfront saying, I'm a computer that you're talking to, or trying to make it seem like there is a real person on the other end? Have you seen a difference in conversions of actually saying whether this bot is a bot or pretending that the bot is a person? Well, I believe in clarity and marketing. I don't have any data on one versus the other, but just from a clarity standpoint, you absolutely should set the expectation up front that, hey, this is a bot. That way they don't get disappointed during the engagement if they do choose to move forward. Yeah, I think it's an interesting experience. And what I've seen and feel like is the best experience, which is, hey, if you have any questions, ask them here. Somebody writes a response and the answer is, our bot is going to try to answer your questions. Is this what you're looking for? Mm -hmm. You do your Q&A with your bot. And then if you get to the point where the bot can't answer, it says, great, we're going to connect you to a real person. Yeah. And what I call bots, I call bots an interactive contact us form. <laughs> That's a the good way to put it. Yeah. Or it's a way for you to distribute your FAQs. A lot of the times it's, I'm interested in sponsorships. Great. So here's the link to our sponsorship page. Do you have any more questions? Yeah. And I'm glad you brought that up actually, because where is it beneficial? Bots are beneficial if you have a very simple suite of offerings. If there's only two or three options or just a handful of commonly asked questions, a bot is perfectly fine. Yeah. Now let's talk about the other option. Hey, people outperform bots. It's great to know that we're not living in Terminator 2 yet and Skynet isn't here. <laughs> people are still useful. Yeah. A special thanks to our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, the marketing mixed modeling platform that makes measuring ROI fast, easy, and cost-effective. Request a demo at mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Time for a one-minute break to hear from our presenting sponsor, Mutinex. In 1919, John Wanamaker said, half the money I spend on advertising is wasted. I just don't know which half. Well, the advertising landscape has changed since then. And instead of reaching your audience on two channels, you're probably reaching them on 20. Turns out John didn't know how easy he had it. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on striving towards marketing effectiveness. No matter how complex your marketing strategy is, Mutinex Growth OX is the market mix modeling platform that measures the impact of marketing on your bottom line. Mutinex's market mix modeling platform calibrates your insights against the latest market conditions so you can make media and marketing investment decisions confidently and quickly. Ready to take your team from I think to I know? Then join brands like Samsung, ING, and Asahi who make better marketing decisions with Mutinex. Mutinex Growth OX, your best decision starts here. To learn more about Mutinex, go to mutinex.co. That's M-U-T-I-N-E-X dot co. Okay, here's the rest of today's interview. 
talk to me about the cost associated with staffing someone and mostly on a 24-7 basis. How are you able to get people trained on your product? How much does it cost? What's the value exchange where people should be thinking about hiring a staff to manage their B2B chat? And let me start with the value period to be expected. We've been doing the chat part of our business for our customers for 17 of the 20 years we've been in business. Every time we add our chat team to a website, we double or triple their sales leads, their quote requests. Makes me want to go put a B2B chat widget on our sponsorship page, but go on. It's amazing. I mean, it it converts. Our value is that we capture and convert the people who would otherwise leaving the website without calling or filling out a contact form, because that's the only two options they have right now on most sites. They can call the phone number if they can find it, or they fill out a contact us form or a quote request form. You know, I I ran a business called strumschool.com. It was an online guitar lesson platform. And I had live chat that was there. And whenever I'd be working, I would just turn the chat on and try to answer user questions. And it became very disruptive for me. Now I'm just one person running a now defunct business. But the problem that I had with chat was, great, I have the answers to people's questions and I can drive them into the right products that they should buy and hopefully help them understand where to find their products or services but it takes me away from the rest of my business. How do you figure out how to either exchange enough information so somebody that is less expensive to an organization can actually provide value to the customer as opposed to, you know, thinking about taking time from the people that are most important to the organization? Absolutely. And first, I did some calculations earlier today because I thought this might come up. Minimum wage, paying somebody 24-7, 365. I did the calculations for a month. $10 an hour, you're going to pay $6,720 per month to have somebody full-time on your site. Yeah. So like $75,000 a year for B2B chat. Right. And that's 24-7, which is actually impossible because there's no way somebody's going to work 24-7, 365 for that amount of money because they're not going to work day and night, right? I would hope not. Got to sleep. Just not realistic. So ours is much, 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 much more affordable when you combine it with the results we produce. We do a money-back guarantee. If you're not happy with the results in 30 days, we give your money back. We know that in 30 days, you're going to see the results. All right. So if I were going to try to hire somebody at minimum wage in the United States, it's going to cost me 75 grand to get B2B chat. Mm -hmm. You're outsourcing this, right? You're going to the Philippines or other call centers and you're you're lowering your cost of response from $10 an hour to let's call it a $5 an hour is my guess. And now all of a sudden you're paying $35,000 a year instead of 70 for managing a chat 24-7. Or less. Yep, absolutely. And now the question becomes, cool, but I got to educate people that are in a different country on how to communicate with my customers. And B2B can be sophisticated, complicated. This is going to take a lot of time and effort to train somebody up. Talk to me about the training process. That's the number one question I get right away all the time in my prospecting, in my sales conversations. We are not, nor could we ever, train our team to become the sales experts or the technical experts. My customers manufacture very complex equipment, very custom components for other OEM manufacturers. So they have a very technical sale. And what we found is we don't have to teach our team to know all the answers. Now, they can certainly push people through the website because they're going to have studied and they're going to be dedicated and trained on their website. But what happens when the visitor asks a technical question or a very specific question that our team doesn't know? We simply say, let me have one of our experts help you with that. Can I have your phone number and email? Boom, we get the conversion. And then we send it to the appropriate team member on their team. 
And I think that's the most important part here is that when you're doing B2B chat, the goal is not to answer all of the user questions in the B2B chat format. It is essentially a qualification process, just like you would have with a BDR or an SDR. And then it's an email capture or contact information capture, just like you would with your website forms. Yep. And a good example of that, and it's interesting, being a long-term marketer, you'll appreciate this. Wildeck is a manufacturer of railings and mezzanine systems for large industrial facilities. Mm -hmm. And they had phone numbers at the top of their website. And they had four divisions for their railings, mezzanines, lifts, and access systems. They have four divisions and they have a quote request form for each one. Those quote request forms were fairly substantial. They They were asking for a lot of information for the visitors. I suggested to the marketing director at the time that more than likely you're going to see less quote request forms get filled out and more chats take place. What happened surprised us both. Not only did we double their quote requests, they got twice as many month over month, still to this day, quote requests, but the same number of people still filled out that long quote request form. So it really talks to the preferences of people. Some people prefer to just pick up the phone and call. Some people prefer to fill out a quote request form. If those are the only two options you have, you're missing about two to 4% of your website visitors. And that's our data over the past 17 years. Two to 4% of people will turn into a chat that is meaningful to your business. There's got to be a psychological component here where when someone is coming to your business and they're in research phase, part of what they're trying to understand is how your technologies, your platforms, you know, whatever you're selling, your products or services are going to work. And part of it is also building the relationship with the organization and understand how responsive you're going to be, how much you're going to able to make sure that they're going to get the desired outcome they want. And by actually having a human interaction, albeit through chat, happening early in the phase has to mean that people feel like, all right, this company is going to give me personalized attention and be responsive as opposed to put me in a line in a queue and tell me to wait from day one. It certainly sets a precedent. You're absolutely right. Think about the options people have now. If you only have phone numbers and a contact form on your website, there's only two options. With the chat, even if they don't get all the answers right away, at least they've engaged with the person, a real human on the website, and know when to expect a response. Because we're very careful about setting those expectations about when someone's going to get back to them, especially if the chat comes in after hours because it's across the globe. You know what I mean? So we're very careful at the end of the chat to set the expectation of when and sometimes who is going to be reaching out to them. So talk to me a little bit about some of the challenges that you've seen businesses face when they're trying to staff. Obviously, there's some complexity in finding the right talent, onboarding them to understand your products or services enough to drive someone to fill out your form, give their contact information. How does it work where you're looking for people to start being your B2B chat representatives? Yeah, a couple of things. One of the things I want to mention too, based on one of our other conversations that we had, was although we're not training our team to become sales experts or technical experts, when the chats start coming through to our customers, they give us feedback. And one of the things that we've gotten very, very good at in the B2B space is being able to ask certain top-level qualifying questions during the conversation. And that way, it makes the chat experience more meaningful to the site visitor, so where they don't feel like they're just being handed off very quickly. So we ask a few qualifying questions, and that helps the chat not only become more qualified when we send it in to our customer, but it also creates a better experience for that website visitor. Yeah, I think that's a, a an important aspect to essentially building that relationship, like with anything else, is understanding who you're talking to and show that you have the ability to listen, right? Understand what they're trying to accomplish so you can help provide them with the right answers. And even in a B2B chat scenario, that's something that you still need to do. You not don't just go directly into sales 
you have to do your qualification and honestly just show your prospects that you're willing to spend time to understand the problems that they're trying to solve. It's tough for technology to solve that problem. Nelson, I appreciate you coming on the show. I appreciate you telling us about your background, about the developments in B2B SaaS, and specifically about how B2B chat works. Thanks for being our guest. Thank you very much for having me. All right. And that wraps up this episode of the MarTech Podcast. Thanks to Nelson Bruton, president of Interchanges, for joining us. If you'd like to get in touch with Nelson, you can find a link to his LinkedIn profile in our show notes. You can contact him on Twitter. His handle is Wakezilla, great handle, W-A-K-E-Z-I-L-L-A. Or you can visit his company's website, which is interchanges.com, I-N-T-E-R-C-H-A-N-G-E-S.com. Just one more link in our show notes I'd like to tell you about. If you didn't have a chance to take notes while you were listening to this podcast, head over to martechpod.com where we have summaries of all of our episodes and contact information for our guests. You can also subscribe to our once a week newsletters and you can even send us your topic suggestions or your marketing questions, which we'll answer live on our show. Of course, you can always reach out on social media. Our handle is martechpod, M-A-R-T-E-C-H-P-O-D on LinkedIn, Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Or you can contact me directly. My handle is Ben J. Shap, B-E-N-J-S-H-A-P. And if you haven't subscribed yet and you want a daily stream of marketing and technology knowledge in your podcast feed, we're going to publish an episode every day this year. So hit the subscribe button in your podcast app and we'll be back in your feed tomorrow morning. All right, that's it for today. But until next time, my advice is to just focus on keeping your customers happy. Thanks for listening to the MarTech Podcast, and I hear everything production. Looking to launch or scale a podcast like this one for your brand? Then visit IHearEverything.com.